Hey, this is Steve Balton, and you are here on People Have the Power. This week, I'm joined by Cam, the country star, for a really enjoyable conversation about songs from Cat Stevens, Joni Mitchell, so much more. Uh, we even touch on basketball. This is a really fun chat talking with Cam about her brilliant new album, The Other Side, and much more. Hope you enjoy this one as much as we did. And for you, you know, when you listen to this record, from a writing standpoint, I, I always find this to be the case because writing comes from subconscious. Are there things that you learned that particularly like you're like, oh, I hadn't thought about that or I didn't realize or the things that you're processing through this. And by the way, it's interesting too, because when you're talking about the songs that you chose to do, Happier For You and Changes, you know, it's very interesting even to think about like how those then fit in with the record and what you learned and why those particular songs resonated with you in this way that you're like, okay, I feel comfortable enough to put them on this very, very yeah. personal album. Slash uncomfortable enough because <laughs> I feel like most songs, if it feels really easy, then it's not always the best sign. Like most times if I feel embarrassed, then I'm like, okay, this is probably something that I should definitely be saying out loud. Like forgetting you is terrifying to me because it's like, I feel so embarrassed, which is now I'm realizing this is something that everybody does, but like to hold on to an idea of a past love so much in your mind that you use it to compare and reference all the things your new love is doing. And this person isn't even real anymore. They're like just the idea of who you think they could be to you. And it's such a weird, it's, it's such a, <laughs> it's necessary and it's normal, but it's also such a gross habit to like do that to yourself and your, your reality to like, just, just hold on so tight to this idea of somebody else. And I think that's, for me, that's embarrassing to say that out loud, that that's what I do and have done. <laughs> like, so I, I think some of these things though, once I let them go, it means so much to have other people. It's like, oh yeah, duh. We all do that. Like, why are you? It's like, oh yeah, this whole like, I think music lets you say, lets me say things that I felt for some reason I've been socialized that I thought I couldn't just say out loud in conversation and music lets me say them a little bit more easily. And it just, it's like, oh yeah, I can just let go of that as being another, you know, shame trigger or whatever whatever you want to call it. Um, man, what, like, I don't know, like, is there a song you're thinking of in particular? I feel like there's so much to it. Like when I think about Girl Like Me, for example, I was sitting down with Natalie Henby and we were writing the song. And actually, to be honest, like while we we're writing the song, I was um, sending an email to my label about the R. Kelly thing was happening. And he was on RCA and I was just like, Hey everybody. <laughs> like I just watched this documentary and this is terrifying. Like, what are we doing? Um, and I was having her like, help me word it, you know, cause it's just like, how can I say this in a way? And he ended up getting um, dropped the next week. But so she was sitting there editing this R Kelly email with me and we we're like 
thinking about what to write and she sat down and started playing the song and I was like, God, that's so beautiful and so moving. And I was thinking about it kind of in the third person. Like, oh, that girl, like I know that girl. <laughs> and then she kind of turned and said to me, she's like, it's your song. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, like that, yeah, that's like you're the one that like has trouble with these things and you're the one. And I, we were trying to find the um, chorus hook. Like they're going to give up on you. You're going to give up on them. If it's somebody you really love, you're going to find a way to love them again. Like those lyrics, like you're going to have to learn to forgive yourself and not take it so personally. Like that was so subconscious coming out because I said it and she was like, Oh, yeah, the give up part. And like, it was, I was like, is that right? Can we really say that? She's like, oh my God, that's perfect. And I remember showing it to people and them saying, that's really dark. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, you start out as this kid, you have all these kind of natural inclinations that are one way. You probably get fed certain kinds of dreams Whatever it is, you, you show up with your blueprint of how you think life is supposed to go, of your expectations, and it inevitably does not look like that blueprint. And in some ways, there's like, the world really lets you down, <laughs> like not being what you want it to be. And uh, people let you down and are not what you want them to be. And you have to like, come to terms with that. And I had a bunch of that happen in these past five years since that first album um, in business, in personal settings. And I had to like, what am I just going to be a broken, bitter person about how people didn't live up to my blueprint? You know, and yes, some of them were in the wrong. And yes, that was like totally unacceptable things to do. And I mean, and what? And where do you go from there? So it was like, oh yeah, I have to heal myself and do what I think is right about, you know, adjusting my blueprint so I can keep going the way I want to keep going instead of just sitting here crying with this like <laughs> crumpled paper, you didn't match. <laughs> so it's a heavy, it was a heavy thing to write. And I think the more I listen to it, the, the more I sort of like cry for that girl that had to go through that. And then also I'm, Definitely, I don't know what the right word is. Like, it's not proud, but like, I feel, I feel very comfortable and calm about the fact that I had to, I feel, I just had to fall in love with like what I'm doing and why I'm doing it again. Like I had to, and I'm sure you've had to do this in your career too. Like I had to be like, yes, that sucked. and. I have to find what I love about this to keep doing it. Cause I love it too much to just throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know? Well, it's interesting. There's a lot of directions to go in with that. And, and it's funny because, you know, it, it's funny playing devil's advocate where you say, it's like, okay, well the world, you know, lets you down at the same time. You know, there are so many things that I, I think one of the happiest things in life is when you realize that, okay, nothing really works out the way you expected. And sometimes that's a good thing. And it's funny, I think back to one of my favorite quotes from an interview ever was Steve Van Zandt from the E Street Band, you know, who plays guitar with Bruce Springsteen and mm -hmm. who starred in The Sopranos. 
And he's, and we talked about all the things he got to do. And I always love this quote so much. He's like, you could have never dreamed my life. He's like, if I was like a 14 year old kid and it's like, it's funny. Cause when you think of the blueprint, you know, no one could have fucking anticipated that in 2020, mm-hmm. you would be playing the Ryman to an empty venue because I no one anticipated that there would be no one allowed in theaters. And yet that's kind of an awesome experience, you know? Oh, it's unreal. Amazing. It was, it's no, it's, yeah, it's a totally real thing. And I think there's like this, there's this normal grieving process that's like, there's the rip and the break. And then there's a like anger and frustration and a sadness. And then there's a letting go. And then there's like a, Oh, like look at all this opening up of all these possibilities that happened because it didn't go how you thought you could write your own story, you know? And it definitely on the, on the final note of all those of that process, you definitely, I definitely feel like I've gotten to the space now where I'm like, Oh, this is yeah. Even better than I could have expected. It would be. All right. Let's, by the way, because I don't know how we're doing our time. We've been on for a while, but this is fascinating. We can keep talking all day, but a couple of your protest song choices, or it's funny because not everybody loves the term quote unquote protest song. So like listen to Williams did, as she put it, songs of social change and justice. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I mean, whatever you call them. So for you, what are a couple of the ones that really, you know, sort of, and it's such an interesting thing, right? Because when I talk about it with people too, you know, look, man, there's no difference between a, a protest song and like some of the songs that we're talking about because they're stories and they tell like, even when you look at a song like Bob Dylan, Hurricane, that is our legend of Hattie Carroll. I mean, those are flat out stories or like Shepard Ferry, who was the first guest on, he picked Johnny Cash, Man in Black. I mean, that is a story song. Yeah. No, I love that because I I do, I know some are like, obviously, you know, Buffalo Springfield or whatever, like a a full-blown meant to be talking about social change or like, you know, Sam Cooke. But I feel like, I think right now where I'm at, because we've been talking about Cat Stevens. I am at this space too, where currently I feel like it's an inner, it's an inner revolution that has to happen first. Like, I think you need to have this mass movement of people looking inward. Obviously I would say that. (laughs) So I think for me, it's like miles from nowhere. Guess I'll take my time. Oh yeah, to reach there. You know, like Lord my body. It's so like for some reason when I listen to that song, I feel like, yeah, you were on a journey. And okay, like, wait, get, just not to interrupt you, but when yes. the fuck are you gonna cover that song? Because that was amazing. Oh, thank you. Uh well, right now. This is it. <laughs> no, I, I I steal from Cat Stevens. I have a I mentioned the wind in a song in Colton, California too. I feel like they there's just something about knowing that you are on a journey. And this is like again to the redwood tree and the time. Just like zoom out for a second. Like instead of the exact moment you're in, like just see this as a big arc. And it's like it's okay. <laughs> what you're going through is okay. And that's what I think a lot of, you know, to make it super now, but I feel like a lot for me as a white person and a lot of people as white people right now are going through, like, I feel like we were, <laughs> I joked about this the other day. I kind of feel like 
I'm Jason Bourne, but instead of realizing like I was an assassin, trained assassin, I'm just like, I was just a full blown, like trained weapon of oppression (laughs) without realizing (laughs) it. And now I have to go back in my own self and like relearn it and reprogram. And it's, um, it's super overwhelming when you first jump into it. Um, and it's a big overhaul that's happening and it's super important. Very, very important. So, um, that's my, that's my mountain right now. So I'm going to say that cat Stevens miles from nowhere. Which is a great one. And you also mentioned Buffalo Springfield. So I'm going to guess for what it's worth. Yeah. I mean, just because I, that's when you say protest song, that's what I think about. All right. Give me one more. Cause usually people pick like three to six. So, oh, so okay. what? Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, a change going to come. Like, yeah. I feel like that's the Sam Cooke one. It just always makes me feel like, oof. Um, you know, also, I was listening to the other day, Nina Simone, like, and everybody knows about Mississippi, goddamn. And she's just like, I mean, that is like some heavy shit, like, talking about with them, um, you know, like Fannie Mae and Mississippi and voter suppression and the whole, she likes, I've heard a live version of her doing it. She's like, this is a musical and it hasn't been finished yet. <laughs> she does it, And you're just like, it's so, she has such a beautiful way of saying something that's so intense. Um, so interesting that, that the quote about the, it's a musical that hasn't been finished yet. Cause that's the point of, you know, like, I mean, as I talk with artists about these songs and it's like, you know, one that comes up quite a bit is Marvin Gaye, what's going on, which is going to be 50 next, right. you know, and it's yeah. like, it's amazing and sad how relevant these songs still, and it's like, okay, so it's what, 50 years, 55 years later from Mississippi, you know, and it's like, musical still not finished. Yeah, I know. And that's, I mean, I, the other day I was listening to also Tracy Chapman. Um, oh, I love her. I can't, I know, right? And I can't think of this actual song. Uh, she's got so many that are protest songs, but I would say the, she has this one that is, just um acapella and it's like last night i heard screaming loud behind the walls and it's like oh that just again so relevant you know and it just um i guess we all got to keep singing them until it really till they're no longer (laughs) relevant i guess and it's interesting because even the Tracy Chapman one you're describing, and I'm going to look it up right now because I know it's on the first album. I want to say it's like behind the wall. It's about domestic violence. Yeah, maybe behind the walls. Yeah, it's about domestic violence. And it's like, and it won't do no good to call the police. Always come late when they, if they come at all. And it's like this frustration. Behind the wall. For women. Yeah. yeah, for women and for the black community. I mean, they've been ex- Explaining what's going, you know, their justified mistrust of the police for a long time, you know, and we're, I feel like it's maybe also just because that's what makes it through in popular culture is stuff that's so good and beautiful and melodic and palatable that we don't really like let it ruffle us in the right way when we first hear it. I don't know. Or maybe I was too young to really know what it meant back then, but now it's like, wow. Well, it's interesting because tying this back in with the other side, and it's funny because even when you take a song, right, like Behind the Wall, and 
it's a protest song. It's a song about domestic violence. It's also a story song. You know, it is very much mm-hmm. telling a story. So it's interesting when you hear these songs, when you look at them, or a song like For What It's Worth, you know, talk about how, and again, that's one of the interesting things is that when you're talking about protest songs, because they also have such human elements, you know, talk mm-hmm. about how they influence your own writing and your own work and even the little things that you might hear on the other side. Because like I said, you know, this is a very visual, it's a, it's, I mean, it, you know, again, I'm still not lobbying for the Netflix anthology and you never answered me, by the way. <laughs> you mean like the character could, that goes through the whole thing? I well, don't not know. the character, but like the actors who would play in the like the, your dream actors. I know, did. but I think you know why it's hard for me to answer is because I I picture it being like Fantasia, so it's not really like <laughs> real people characters. I picture there's like maybe the character that you would know would be like this, like I don't know if it's like a Bill Murray or John Malkovich that is like the conductor that maybe walks through every now and then, but then you just have <laughs> these like colorful wild um sometimes of abstract you know what i mean like not even fully like people acting them out which i kind you of ever like see the robert altman film shortcuts no okay so shortcuts is based on a collection of short stories by raymond carver who's one of my two favorite writers of all time and raymond carver was known as the american checkoff but what's interesting is shortcuts is this three hour 20 minute thing with like everybody from julia roberts to everyone in it doing these stories. And so you should see it because in my mind, that's yeah. what I'm picturing as the, the sort of template for I'm the other side series. I love that. I love that. And I, I, I feel like um, you said something earlier too, that just when you were talking about the things that trigger you and make you want to involve them. And I just was thinking about like that historically, like the rhyme and, and Johnny Cash and how he covered Blowing in the Wind. And he kind of had that television show yeah. where he'd have like Joni Mitchell on and stuff like that. And like, it's just how country music kind of got painted at this one time. Um, Cause I think it was Nixon, right. That came down and played the piano on the Opry. And yeah. it kind of was like, Oh, we're the silent majority. And like country music sort of got painted. I mean, it's always been painted, you know, in a, a a very white fashion, but also like a very conservative fashion where it's always been a big hodgepodge mix. And I just thought it was so amazing to have Johnny Cash be so moved by Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell and he, his, you know, ballad of Ira Hayes. And like, he went on a whole protest, you know, like understanding of what it meant, um, caring a lot about like the indigenous population and what was going on with like, Native Americans, and it just, yeah, I think I'm, I don't know exactly how to say that inspired musical moments on the other side, but those those players in country music have made me feel like a girl from the Bay Area could come be in country music and make a record and whatever you want to call country music, like I, I feel like I, I'm in it, you know? So that's made me feel like there's a place for this. Cool. What do you want to add? I got the wrap up from Luke. So what do you want to, cause I mean, we talked all day. So what do you want to add that? Thank you. So I don't know how, 
your shitty first interview with Indigo Girls went, but like you are so fun to talk to. So Thank maybe you, well, you've you know, done now I have a lot of experience from that <laughs> one. And again, they're so great. And so, and I love the fact that you're a fan because they will always have a special place in my heart. And like I said, it just, they just cracked because, you know, they're like, we, I mean, when I did the follow-up interview 27 years later that you could just hear their voice. They're like, we have no idea who the fuck you are, but that's great. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're so good. Oh, um, well, I let me mean, ask I... you quickly because there is such yeah. a visual quality to this. Give me two mm-hmm. or three TV shows, um, movies that you watch that have inspired or or that resonate with you. And especially mm-hmm. during this time, because I didn't ask you about movies and TV that inspire, but I feel like there is like a very visual quality to this album as we talked about. Yeah. I mean, not to be cheesy, but Fantasia is like, I feel like there's so much I love. I And like... It sounds really silly, but like those things, like um, the kind of darker Jim Hensony moments, you know. <laughs> like um, I know there's Dark Crystal, but what was the other one with David Bowie? Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, just like things that are fantasy but childlike. So they have both the dark and the light in them. Like that, I love that stuff. Like, I'll never outgrow that stuff. That's why I also love, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and just, like, <laughs> things that are, that are, they have both, you know? They have, like, the dark and then they have the comedy and, um, yeah, there's something, like, I need that. And I need the fantasy element, too, in there just because I just, it's too much real life. It's just, we already have real life. <laughs> I don't need another one of those. <laughs> Yeah, I love that you say that though, because it's funny. That's one of the things I noticed about the record. And I love that juxtaposition in music as well of when you have that, like, you know, you have these like upbeat songs with the most depressing fucking lyrics of all time. I know, (laughs) which is my favorite thing to watch people. We're like, you know, I'll be singing Diane and I'll even stop like mid second verse and be like, does this sound like I'm telling a a gal that I slept with her husband and it's like, I am because I think women don't get this apology in real life. I think people don't get this apology in real life. And like, you can hear the, the people screaming, you know, like, yeah, cause they've been through this. And then there's, there's always like a few men that are kind of shifting in their seat, you know, like <laughs> oh, shit. You know, it's like, cause when you start singing it, it is, it is a really, you know, uncomfortable thing to say, but how funny that people like I've gotten line dancing videos from all over the world. People just like, yeah, I'm grooving around to this song about I slept with your husband. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> well, I always think of like, to me, the, the archetypal song for that is the Beatles help. It's so funny because I love yeah. that song, but you hear that song as a kid and you're like, this is the happiest upbeat song. And then I saw you right. do it years later, right? I saw you two do it. And like, they did it in like, the way it probably, you know, was meant to be done. And I'm like, holy shit, this is a song about suicide. Yeah, right. You know, Which, and it's like, but yeah, you know, because I know it's like the really- only way someone's going to really listen to it. Or there's something, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it. I feel like it's, you, you got to have, just life is just a mix. And, you know, it just all is a mix. There's no one, people, we're all so obsessed with like happiness and positivity and, I'm not trying to like insert it where it shouldn't be, but it just, when I also, from when I studied psychology, we have more negative, you know, valence emotions than we do positive. And I think, you know, evolutionary wise, you need 
more triggers and signals for things that are going to kill you or <laughs> things that are <laughs> bad, you know, then you, you, know, you don't really need as many uh, notifications from your body that things are okay. So it like, I, I appreciate that, uh, those proportions, <laughs> like that's what it's, I think that's what it's naturally occurs. That kind of like mix, you know, it's a little bit heavier, but there is some, there's a little bit of good stuff in there too. Uh, last question. I promised Luke, but, but you know, since we're talking about this for you, what would be the one TV show that you would love to, to write music for or be involved Ooh. in in some capacity? Okay, I just started it, so I don't know, like, I hope that I'm right about this, but I, have you watched the Lovecraft County? No. Yeah. No, Oh, I my God. It, oh, the opening scene is him having, like, a war flashback, but then there's, like, aliens, and it's, like, uh, it's, like, a, but it's set in Jim Crow era, so it's, like, a horror mixed with, like, alien like ray bradbury like in like 60s 70s alien vibes you know what i mean like oh my god i'm so into that like i that's i that's so hip if other side could get on that show i would melt um then it was so hip all right cool what do you want to add we didn't talk about because we covered a shit ton of stuff. <laughs> I know. No, I feel so. I love these conversations. This is amazing. So I, I didn't, can't think of anything else. If Luke's yelling something else, let me know. But I think that's it. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, hopefully one of these days, you know, we'll get to actually hear this album live. I mean, it's yeah. the actual venue with people in it, you know? Uh, I'm going to freak out people singing it back. It's going to be amazing. It's, it's coming. We just got a little bit of time. Uh, yeah alright cool have a good one thanks okay thank you hey this is Steve Walton you have been listening to People Have the Power with special guest Cam hope you enjoyed this interview as much as we did thanks was it something